All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 40 of Two Dudes with Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What it do, what it do. This is Jalen Prince. Hey, so we took a little bit of a break last week, um, both mental health week and then on top of that, just, you know, we, we, have our, we have our first lost episode. I don't know if that's a milestone to be proud about or what, but we have one. But hey, it, it was bound to ha- it was bound to happen sooner or later. Yeah, I it just it, it, it was going too well, man. It was going too well. We had to have a slip up somewhere. So that part of just life being busy. I was in New York last Thursday or Wednesday and Thursday. So like it was. I was there. I was never want to move there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, but like even like growing up in Jacksonville, like even then, this is a very brief tangent growing up in Jacksonville. Like that's, it's a big city, but it's not a big city. And then living, it's still in, the South. It's still the South. Yeah. And living it's like, I live in Savannah now. So for those who don't know, like living in Savannah, like it, it's different. Like it, it's not a major city. Like it, it's a, I love it, but it's also like, man, I'm so happy. I don't live in like this giant city. And I know you get it's it true. too. Cause where you're from. Yeah. Like I know being in, being from a small town, like I can handle the big cities. Just like when you grow up in a country town, when you grow up in a small country town, bro, mm-hmm. like your sense of time is like, oh man, I could get there. They ain't got to deal with no traffic. And then like you get into a big city, I'm saying like, what the heck is all this traffic? I will never forget when I lived in Missouri for a year and a half, and one of the dudes in the local shop says, "Yeah, you know, it's real bad when uh, I remember that. You know, the students get here and uh you know it takes me 15 minutes to get from one side of town to the other I'm like what <laughs> it takes you how long that's it hey, that's what we're Google, worried about hey but shout out to Google Maps man they've been good to me for so many years so like they 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 found they found me ways they find me ways not sponsored but hey if Google wants to sponsor us man I'm down but <laughs> anyways we're getting on some weird tangents man so thank y'all for being patient with us we're back um, let's jump right into something. So we had a couple of things that we didn't get to talk about um over the last couple of weeks, and let's get right out the gate. Cam Newton has lost his mind. I, I have no well, issue. Well, he did go to Auburn. And Florida, be careful. But like here's my no, thing. No, Auburn claims him. Hey, we don't really claim him too much. Um, but here's one thing I will say too about the whole Cam thing. Like, I, I'm not gonna knock your confidence. I'm not knocking that. But and I'm, I'm not and I'm and for a lot of people in my community, I'm not tearing down another black man. What we're trying to be is realistic. I mean, here's my thing with it. So like Derry and There's I were talking my community do too. Now Derry and I were talking about it on Twitter. We were going back and forth a little bit. Uh, chill takes for those who don't know. Um basically if Cam had accepted his role as like a veteran presence on the team, you know, as a bridge player, as you know that the vet who's going to train the next young quarterback for the franchise, if he had accepted that, he'd still be in the league. He wouldn't have taken the time off that he's taken off. But because he did this and he's trying to, and there's nothing wrong with trying to make a comeback, but he has to do it a very specific way. So uh, one of the guys I watch on YouTube, his name's Flimlo Raps. If you haven't checked him out, y'all need to. Um, dude makes great content. He does a lot of these like, where are they now stories? And, you know, a lot of these comparisons, um absolutely I I him. yeah he does great work um i love watching his stuff and watching for years but he made a great point that i wanted to get into jalen do you remember randall cunningham the old uh eagles and vikings quarterback sadly yes so he did something similar to cam and this is the only way and flemmo made this point this is the only way i see this working so when he was with philly 
for years, he took a year off between 95 and 97. So he took the 1996 season off. 1997, he came back for about six games. And then in 1998, he was back full time. And he basically was a completely different quarterback. So instead of being that, you know, rush first type, you know, Michael Vick type guy, what he did well, before Michael Vick, what he did was he focused more on his passing. So if you look at his passing yards, you know, on average, he Wait, who, who, who are you talking about? Who are you referring to again? Randall Cunningham. Okay. So what he did was he was more that, you know, dual threat type quarterback. Um, early on in his season, he had a lot of high 3,000 yard, you know, passing seasons, which in the late 80s, early 90s wasn't super common. But what he did in 98 was when he really kind of came into his own. So he went, uh, basically what he ended up doing, he went, uh, he had a 61% complete or 61% completion rate, 3,700 yards, 34 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Now, the difference is when you look at his rushing, if you look at his rushing yards in 98, and I'm looking at 98, not 97. If you look at his rushing yards in 98, early in his career, he's looking at 500 to 600 rushing yards a season. When he came back in 98, 132. So basically what he did is he became a pocket passer. And over, came, over the time of his career. Exactly. And he realized that for his career longevity, he had to develop into a pocket passer. So he took that year off in 96 and came back and actually went to the Pro Bowl in 98. So if Cam can do that and take that step as the pocket passer and not be, you know, the scrambling, you know, QB scramble, you know, quarterback run type player, he could make a name for himself again and he could potentially take that step back. Now, the issue, Jalen, you and I talked about when this video first dropped is what? <sighs> Who the hell is he going to play for? <laughs> Oh yeah, right. right, right. <laughs> Sorry, my brain, my brain is still waking up, and it's only eleven forty. Uh, you're good, man. Don't worry about it. But yeah, who's he gonna play for? Well, this is where I come in. So let let me go ahead and make this uh, first first things first for me. Number one, not about to tear down another back, black man. This is about to be a fan who doesn't like a certain play. I've never been a Cam Newton fan. He let's see the high school that he went to. He beat you know, like he beat Statesboro High. I remember that. I went to Metter High, but Statesboro still uh, still my other part, uh, my other home that I grew up in. He beat them. That's number one. Number two, he went to Florida. Don't like the Gators. Sorry, uh, sorry, Garrett. How you good, dude? Then he went to uh, then he went to Payne College. Don't really care. Then he went to Auburn. The rest is history after that. Then he go to Carolina. I'm not a big Carolina fan. The dude kept going and playing for teams that I don't like. He went to the. Now, he now, went to the he, New England Bill Belichick's too. We can't forget that. Yeah, not gonna forget about that. Not gonna forget <laughs> about that. Thank God we beat them week two and week two on uh, during the COVID season. Almost lost that one, but, but that, we got the but we got the win. Look, so let me get into this. He said, and I quote, there are 32 team, 32 quarterbacks better than him. That is factual. There are 32. Because we go down to start the quarterbacks of 2022. He is better than Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, Matt Ryan, T uh, Taylor Heineke, Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson came in late, so jury's mm -hmm. still out on that one. Russell Wilson, he had Nathaniel Hackett as a coach, jury's still out on that one. Mac Jones, Mac Jones took his job, so not counting him. He is better than Marcus Mariota, I'll give him that. Sam Donald, he's better than him. He ain't better than Matthew Stafford. 
He is better than Andy Dalton. I'll give it that. I'm not taking Cam on uh, Cam Newton over Derek Carr. Nope. Kenny Pickett, he's young, and ain't no way the Pittsburgh Steelers are gonna move away from him. No, and I would like Kenny Pickett's a dog too. I'm not taking Cam over Kenny Pickett. Ryan Tan Ryan Tan here with the Tennessee Titans. Flip your coin. Yeah, flip your coin either either one. But then you have Malik Willis, who's just a a, a younger version of Cam Newton. So you already have that. It really doesn't get no better. Like the Titans on a a whole different rebuild. They're like they're complete crap show. Come for me, Uh, Daniel Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones with Giants is he better than Cam? I I I'd say no, not at this current. I I um, like I'd say yes, but only in the current state because Cam again he's about to be thirty three. Daniel Jones is young. Uh, Talent-wise, in the current state, I really don't know because I don't see much difference in, among production, like in their, in both in both guys' current state. But the Giants already signed an extension with Daniel Jones, so they're not about to move off of him. Kirk this family member, everybody knows how I feel about Kirk family member. Everybody knows. This I don't the, trust that dude with a stick. Only if it's a one p.m. game, I got it. If it's a game that matters, no, I'm out. But here's but, the. I want to get I would take too. Kirk Cousins over Cam Newton as right now. Fair. I want to get into one thing too. So, like it, what you said about Daniel Jones, that makes me think of the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other, and it's both quarterbacks saying, "I'm better than you." Yeah, I get, I get, <laughs> I get you. I get you on that. Kyler, Mur- Kyler Murray. Both guys are hurt. Mm-hmm. One dude just bigger than the other, but Kyler Murray throws better than Cam Newton. Yeah, consistently. It's not saying much, but yeah, it, it's not saying much. Could, the Cardinals, they they could be a coin flip. Depends on depends on like just that issue. Uh Niners with Brock Purdy, they're not moving off him. Not nope. to mention the Shanahan's don't want to start quarterback. Green Bay, they got they got Jordan Love. And they just got rid of Aaron Rodgers. They're not gonna get another head coach. Haven't got rid of him yet, but uh that, that's Justin, any day now. Justin Fields, they're not they're gonna build around him. They're not getting yep. rid of him for Cam Newton. Lamar Jackson, he got his own issues. Baltimore Baltimore may get him. Baltimore might. Baltimore may get him. Keep an eye on that. Bre- but Cam, it's still Newton's a step- Bre- Cam Newton's not better than Brady last year, and Brady no. had a down year. No, but it's still a step back too with Lamar. Like Lamar is so much better than Cam, and it's just, and we're gonna get to Lamar yeah, in a minute. Question. Yeah, but it's still a step back. Like it, I don't know who, who's better at this point. Is it Huntley or Cam? Cam, I ain't going that far. That- <laughs> oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Scratch that Huntley, Huntley, because that's all we did against the Bengals in that playoff game. Possibly could have won. It, yeah, so, it's, I'm gonna go Huntley on that one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's he made, some, I, play, he made some plays. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it Huntley credit. But anyway, going back, going back to these 32 teams, Dak Prescott, a lot of issues, and not to mention your Cowboy haters on this on this thing. Yes, I would sir. take Dak Prescott over Cam Newton right now. Even Dak though like it. you can't you can't trust him in big games, but neither can you trust Cam. Not in this state. Not in this age. Not in this stage in time. Geno Smith. I'm te- I'm keeping him. I'll take Geno. Jared Goff, I'm taking Jared Goff. Yep. Look at what last you did. Tua, whether he's hurt or not, you still take him over Cam, especially in that offense. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, okay, from Trevor Lawrence on down, you already know you're taking you're taking them over Cam. So I only can I can only count. Let's see, I count maybe four. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight and a half, nine and a half, 
and ten and a half. I only count only count ten guys can, and that you would t- I only count ten and a half guys that you would possibly take Cam Newton over. So it ain't thirty two, but it is twenty two. Here's the thing, though, with that on that note, the one thing I want to get into as well, like that was last year's that was last year's starting quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Even if you look at the teams that have changed, you've got Jimmy G in Vegas. You've got, you know, the Colts. The Colts are going to draft somebody. Houston's going to draft somebody. I mean, all the teams that really need a quarterback either have a competent backup to get them through next year. Unless, they, go ahead. Or they're going to take one this year. Like if you've got. Case in point, Caleb Williams is coming out next year. You've got quarterbacks coming out next year. Who, the next two draft classes and quarterbacks is going to be remarkable. It's going to be And great. it's like teams know this, and one, is cheaper to get though. It's cheaper and better and more valuable to get those guys than to get a 33-year-old Cam Newton who's had it, who's been on the decline yep. since 2016. Yep. So it's – I so mean, it, that's one thing to take – that's the one thing to take account for. Now – we go back to saying we're not saying that he is a scrub. We're no. saying that he ain't that dude no more. Not anymore. He's not a starting quarterback. He's, he's not a starting franchise quarterback anymore. He, Can he start for some teams for a few games? Yes, of course. He but he's a, not that dude anymore. No. Here And here's my shot at Cam. He is as much a starting quarterback as Sam Darnold is a starting quarterback. Or Jimmy Garoppolo. Or Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll, I'll take Garoppolo. Both of, both, of them, both of them have made a Super Bowl. Both of them come up short. I will take Garoppolo over. Well, Garoppolo played better in the Super Bowl than Cam. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Garoppolo over Cam, and I'll take Garoppolo over Darnold any day of the week. But it's Darnold and not – I'm not – it kind of is disrespectful to Cam. But, like, Cam is – he's old, and we haven't seen him play in a year. Games and dog, change a little bit. I'm going, and I'm going for la- I'm going off for last year, like, the last three seasons – he meant he only played two games in 2019. Yeah, he dealt with an injury, but he only played. Um, but he only played two games. You go into and I'm looking at passing. We know bro can run, but ever since like ever since his MVP season in 2015, dog, rushing wise, since 2015, since 2015, he ran for three and 336. 2016, that's when the injuries came. It was 359. He went, he got it back up in rushing and 754. Then in 2018, 488. He missed two games. He only played two games last year because of injury in 2019. In New England, he was 592. He had 12 touchdowns, credit to him. But then the year after that, we already we already know what happened. Matt yep. Jones won the job. He like you know, Carolina picked him back up. Sparked a little had a Spartan little run. Only played five, he only played eight games. Started five of them. Yep. And we all know, and we all know the rest of it. And it's history. But we're talking quarterback. So what does a quarterback do? Throw the ball. Let's look at his stat. Let's look at the stats after that. Uh, and since the since his MVP season where he had 38-37, he had 35 39 33-02, 33-95 in, uh, in 2018. Five. Again, out for the season, so he's uh, like gonna get the 19th season because he was out. But then, but then Carolina moved off of him, went to New England to on 26-57, and then he lost his job. And then again, Mac Jones won, won a job. He went back to Carolina, only threw for 684 uh, 84 yards. He had four touchdowns in there, but he had five interceptions. Which is, and that's where the problem is. In New England, he had eight touchdowns, only ten interceptions. Now, albeit. New England is terrible at getting weapons, except for the tight end position. Receivers, we acknowledge that. 
But you, but it, I need people to be not um, be realistic and also really look at where they're going now, where they are currently than what they were back then. Because yeah. we're not going to get what they were back then back. No. He's not the same guy. The stats show the statistics that he's been on a downfall. Can he, uh, like, should he be in the league? You can make a case, yes. I really don't care. Because, like, the next, the next generation of quarterbacks that are coming in, they're coming in. This thing is going to keep on moving. It's like King George says, we're going to keep on rolling. So the game is going to continue to prosper. The league ain't missing Cam Newton that much. No. So if he gets in the league, if he get, if he gets a job, cool, cool, congrats. The dude's about to turn thirty three. He could be a backup. He could be a utilities guy. Cause like we're gonna talk about this later. The NFL just made, uh, just decided not to ban the uh, like the QB sneak rule that Philly that Philly's been running. Which I got so no issue can, with. So I I ain't got none. So. Can that be a reason to help Cam and be able to get a job somewhere and be able to use utilize him like that? I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. But he's not a franchise guy no more. He ain't Cam New. He ain't, he ain't that dude no more. He's not more. Superman anymore. He he's, ain't he's Superman no more. No, he's he had, not. He had a really good. He had a really good career. He he's a three time Pro Bowler. He's a one time All Pro. He's a former MVP. He led his team to a Super Bowl over like overall career record. And maybe down the road we'll have another conversation whether he deserves to be in the MVP. I'm gonna say no right now, but that's just me. Yeah, he's a, he got a, he's won 75 games in his career. He's been entertaining. He's been electrifying. We're not taking that. We're not taking that away from him. But he's not that dude no more. No, and, and can he get a job? Yes, but is your franchise guy something that you want to build around currently in the state? No. No, he's a bridge player at best. Now let's get into other former MVP quarterbacks because Lamar, the, we got to give our two cents, man. I mean, everybody knows where you and I stand when it comes to people trying to get a better contract. Yep. Chase your get bag, your money. get your money. If, if it's like, do what you got to do, that's fine. Now, the one thing that I have an issue with, and I, I don't know, I don't know where the truth is. I don't know where it stops. I don't know where everything else begins. Basically, all he's come out and said is he's looking for more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson, which is fair. In my opinion, it's fair. And it's on Cleveland and their joke of a franchise for ruining the quarterback market. And the owners and the owners are still and the owners are trying to fix it. Yeah. And that's the reason why this whole the owners have been trying to fix it. You look at you basically read and dissect the reports that have been going on. Owners have been trying to reset and lower down that market and make up for the mistake that the Cleveland Browns did. Yeah. Deshaun Watson did not deserve that much money. No, absolutely not. It, it's- but this is not Deshaun Watson conversation. Look, with Lamar, we under, we, we understand dudes earn his money. He's done everything. Yeah, he missed a lot of games. And last season, when he did not, when he had the ankle injury and did not come back, I did not blame him. No, because I'm like, do not risk that. But the amount of money that he's asking based off Deshaun Watson, understand this, Baltimore's not Cleveland. Baltimore's not desperate. No. They're not de- They're not desperate. They're not mediocre. They have a rich history. Cleveland does not. No. They were it- desperate at that. So they reached, and it shook everybody. And now the owners are trying to band together to make sure they can re- reset that. Here's the thing. 
If Patrick Mahomes would have got that money, we have a whole different conversation. And it's, but also, like I said, he's earned it. Like Mahomes yeah. is Mahomes. You, you yeah, Mahomes is Mahomes as much as you want. He's the standard right now at quarterback. Yeah. Mahomes is the, he's right now the Brady. Hey, he's the best quarterback in the league at the moment. Yeah. It's, and there's no arguing that. Like it's, he's but it's just. The fact, it's the fact that it's Watson. Exactly. And does Mahomes get favorable calls? Absolutely. So yeah. did Brady. So, of course, so did Brady. I'm not even going to get into that. Well, right now, we just talking about a money issue. Look, Exactly. This is just money. Lamar has earned and deserved his money. But I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of get where Baltimore uh, Baltimore is coming from among the, among the amount that he's trying to make. But at the same time, I'm not about to excuse Baltimore. This is also their fault. They should have paid him Absolutely. right when he won the MVP. Absolutely. And here's matter, the thing. matter of fact, they should have paid him when he won that first playoff game in Tennessee. Here's what I want to get touch on, too, just a little bit that a lot of people tend to forget. Lamar hasn't, besides Andrews, hasn't had a ton of consistent help at receiver. I agree. He's had Hollywood Brown, which yep. look what he's doing Cons in and, Arizona and, and, right now. Consi consistency issues with him. Who, ha who has better hands, Hollywood Brown or Aguilar? <laughs> It's like getting asked, would you rather have a hand cut off or a foot cut off? Next, next question. <laughs> but he said Rashad Bateman's been hurt. You've had so much inconsistency at, inconsistency at the wide receiver in Baltimore outside of Mark Andrews. And a lot of that has to be on Baltimore. A lot of that was put on Baltimore. Exactly. Because so like they had chances. Mind you, you took Hollywood over DK. But – at their defense, nobody saw DK was going to turn it on, like actually look like the potential that everybody saw. It. Yeah. Thus, and we'll get on to Anthony Richardson, and we'll talk about Anthony Richardson with my Seattle Seahawks. We'll get, yeah, we're going to get a pro days. But, you know. We're going to get a pro days in a minute. Yeah. But, yeah, I, you're right. I mean, it's look, Lamar gets his money. Here's the real question, though. Where does he go? Who's going to be willing to trade him? Because a lot of teams already said they're out of it. And here's the thing. I don't see Lamar being blackballed like Colin Kaepernick was. This no. is not that situation. No, well, it, it, I'm not. It, I'm, the situation is, and this is where I'm gonna put. I'm gonna hold Lamar accountable. We get that you. We get that the representative that you want is your is your like his family. And what if I said repeatedly, do not do business with family. No, it. it that's what, number, what that's I don't understand. One. Yeah, what I don't understand is the teams that like. Here's the thing. Like I, certain players can do certain players can represent themselves richard sherman yep. can represent himself yep. or other players who could represent themselves if yep. you're and i'm not if saying you're trained Lamar, i'm not saying lamar's not business savvy i'm not but if you don't know what you're doing you yep. are literally saving you are saving 10 percent to lose 20 yeah it, it doesn't make any it's dumb you're give just give the commission <laughs> The commission and, and here's the thing: you ain't got you ain't got to get the, like the best. You ain't got to be with the best agency. You just got to be with somebody that that's trained and experienced dealing, uh, like being in those rooms, talking with those people. Exactly. That's basically it. You could be with an up and comer, somebody that like you can even get you can even try to get an agent that's somebody that just graduated graduated from a college and then they train for that. But at the same time, it's like dog. There's a reason why you don't like you're getting into a business aspect The business world. Negotiations are totally different conversations than anybody yep. could ever expect. 
And you need to have somebody that's experienced in there to be able to handle those deals. And it's not just coming from my opinion. People that have actually done this have already said that, that have been in this league. Yep. Y'all, I bet you, I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Who, like, give me any player of any ethnicity that was, like, on the outskirts, they were loved by the owners. Actually, I'm going to keep, actually, look, I hate the Cowboys, but I'm going to give you a prime example. When Des Bryant was in his prime, mm -hmm. Jerry Jones is a two, uh, is a totally different, like, mindset in boss. And I bet you, when he drafted that Prescott, actually, take off this, that Prescott won that contract negotiation. I bet you Jerry loves Dak, mm -hmm. but he did not want to give him all that uh, all that money. No, because of the production, you can love somebody, but when money comes involved, then you gotta have the real conversation. A wise man once said, "A, a drunk man tells no tales, and neither does an angry person." Because mm. when you angry enough, you will spill the truth. The yeah. truth will come out when you're angry enough. When money gets involved. Drunken oh, outburst or sober thoughts. The, the, yeah. The truth is about to come out. So going with Lamar in Baltimore. Baltimore loves Lamar Jackson. They do. From the outskirt looking in. The moment when the contract situation came around, you got a whole, you're about to get into the real conversation. And that's why you needed an agent to be able to handle this because he's about to find out what they really think. And sometimes the business it's best not to find out what they really think exactly because some people take it personally now the one thing I, before we continue down this rabbit hole because we got a couple more things we got to touch on who do you think he goes to because the falcons are out and arthur blank said the dumbest thing i've ever seen or heard in existence and at least he kind of backed it up a little bit i think he's bsing because like i think he's bsing right now i think he's like doing it with an open chest right now simply because he hasn't seen a full year of desmond ritter jury's still out with jury's still gonna be out on him if I'm Atlanta, I would have took the chance. I absolutely, but, but yeah. I understand why they didn't do it because yeah. they were already in cap hell after the Matt Ryan contract. And the thing about it, I said to begin with, don't pay Matt Ryan that much money. No. Here's the, here's my thing. So Panthers are out, Falcons are out, Dolphins yep. are out, Commanders yep. are out. Yep. Bengals are out. Chiefs are, um, Chiefs are out. All the teams that already have a quarterback are out. Here's Especially your Jags out. My, oh, my Jags are way out. I'll take sunshine over. We we beat Lamar. We were Lamar's last loss. Yep. <laughs> but yep. here's my thing. I'm not gonna say Miami is out, even though the coach said that. And I believe, and I believe too is mm -hmm. the guy. I'm saying don't touch Lamar. But I say down the road, we, we could possibly. I won't be surprised if we revisit. Two that. is the guy till he gets one more concussion. And sadly. Yeah, knock on wood. We're knocking on wood here. We don't. We we're never hurt. We, we never want anybody to get hurt. That's not my guy. Two, two no. seven, my guy. And that's not what we're about. We don't want anybody to get hurt. That's not what we're saying. But we're, I'm I'm being realistic. If Tua yeah. gets one more concussion, he's done. We don't sugar, we don't sugarcoat nothing. No, I it, got it, diabetes. Heck, I got diabetes running my family, so I don't sugarcoat nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's my thing with it. As much as I would hate to see it, he could go to Indy. I don't have to see that. I as a Jaguars fan, I don't want to see him twice a year. Oh yeah, I, I forgot. You think about that. Yeah, no. me me and Chill Takes are on the same page. We don't well, want to see it, but well, you gotta look at all right, one, who can afford him, two, who can risk it, and three, who really needs it. Those are the three things that you gotta pay attention to. Colts need help. Because, Colts, yeah, Colts need it, but can they afford it? Yeah, they could afford Lamar. 
All right, and how bad? Let's scratch that. We know how bad they need it. Can they afford it, and can they risk it? They can absolutely. They took a chance on uh, Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. Yeah, dumb idiot from North Dakota. They took a chance on him. They took a chance on an aging Matt Ryan. If you look at the cap space for uh, right now, so I've, I've pulled up the 2023 cap space per team. The teams who have the most cap right now are the Bears. They're out. Panthers, out. Lions, maybe, but they'd have to trade golf. Out, 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 out. They gonna they uh, like I've I've done some research. I think they're gonna wait until I think they're gonna wait for um, the quarterbacks for the next year's class. They'd have to trade Cam or they not Cam. They, we're still on Cam Newton. They'd have to trade golf. The Colts could do it. The Colts could absolutely do it. And I think the the only reason why I don't think the Jets can do it is because the amount of cap space the Jets have is not going to be what Lamar wants. It'd have to be a severely backloaded contract, which is possible, um, but it would be interesting to see. But the only way the Jets do it is if the uh, – oh, my God. I don't know who has the worst haircut, Al Davis or Aaron Rodgers. But those Al two, Davis. <laughs> it's hard. It's tough. Al Davis. It's tough, but it's – Because that man looked like he's bald, and that is a wig, man. Rodgers <laughs> Rogers is the biggest – Oh my God! I we'll talk about we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers in a minute. We're staying on Lamar. Oh, no, we, we we can get into that later. That that's a whole other conversation for another day. I, the Rodgers trade is so close to happen, but I feel like most Jets fans, if they're smart, would want Lamar over Rodgers solely because you, you would because is... you would because like w- when you think of football wise, I think that would be a better fit. Well, like with Lamar instead of instead of like Aaron Rodgers. But the only thing about it, you're trying to make everything fit for Aaron Rodgers to be able to come through. Um, Even though he gave them I, the I, list, but he's picking all of his. They're true, picking up all of his guys, which is true. So, it's and you think about and you think about and you think about Lamar in New York. I think he could be able to handle it. Plus, uh, okay, scratch that. Let me rephrase that because he keeps getting in Twitter wars, and he got to stop that. <laughs> I think fun, once though. he gets out of Baltimore, he got to be able to mature and get some right people around him to make sure that's like, fair. Like right PR and media personnel and business people around him. That's fair. I think that's going. I think it's going to be huge. But let's get into a football aspect. Say if he goes to the Colts or the Jets, he goes to the Jets. He's going to have weapons. That's number yep. one. Number two, the offensive line is going to be. Um, uh, the offensive line is not. Go- the, no, no, no. The offensive line is not going to be as good as it was in Baltimore. But it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be decent. The same It'll be thing a service goes to the Colts. Below line. It'll be a service all old line. The defense is much better in uh, in, in, New, in the, for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Way better. And the thing about I think when you take account the type of personnel that they have in New, uh, with the Jets organization, they can rally around Lamar. I they think, that, and I think a lot of them are. I think I don't know him personally. We don't know, no. but I, I kind of would get a sense that they would be cool with Lamar. They would. Um, the the only the Colts, way this works, I think, so- it's the same way, but really not. Really not entirely sure. No, the only way this works, though, is if he goes to the Jets, the only way this works is if Rodgers falls through. I think if he's going anywhere, he's going to the Colts or the Lions, and the Lions would have to trade Goff just to free those, up the cap space for team, it. Those are, those are the only teams that get, like they can actually afford him. Yeah, that's what I think would happen. The only teams uh, that can afford him, the only teams that can take a chance. But let's move on. Let's I, talk about – I just know that I don't think it's happening. I don't think, like, no Lamar Lamar can move. I don't think it's happening no time soon. No, nah, he might have a, he might have a year where he sits out, and then he just – when he's a free agent next year. I mean, that'd be – No, he's like, not. They can still tag him. They can still tag him, and he don't have to sign it. But still, they can still tag him. They could. So we'll see. But PFF put out this thing the other day, and I want to touch on this very, very briefly because I, I want to get your reaction on this. For those who don't know, I, I handle our Twitter account. So a lot of the times I'll say, like, hey, I can't speak. By the way. 
Yeah, no problem. A lot of the times I say, hey, I can't speak for Jalen because I can't. But uh, what they, sometimes I can't, sometimes I can't. I feel like I was with you on this one. So PFF put out their pre-draft NFL power rankings. And in order, it was the Chiefs, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Bills, the Bengals. And again, I'm okay with the top five. Not Maybe not the order, but I'm talking okay about with the power the rankings. Five. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with the top five, not the order, but I'm okay with the teams in it. Here's where I take an issue. Number six, Dallas. Number seven, Chargers. Number eight, Vikings. Number nine, Ravens. Number 10, Dolphins. So what I said was Dolphins should be higher. Here's what I said. Ravens should be lower. There's a team missing here, and there's a reason. So what I said is the fact that the Jags aren't on here, but the L.A. Chokers, potentially Lamarless Ravens, the Dallas One Stars, Minnesota, not Minnesota, Minnesota, and the NFL's leading experts in head trauma are already in the top 10 is wild. Let's look at both teams. Okay, Dallas <laughs> with their offseason moves. Mind you, I hate the Cowboys with a burning pass. We both we, we hate the ones. But I will acknowledge they made some they made some good moves. They're smart. They're going to choke it away, got, but they're smart. They got, yeah, they're going to they're going to do that. We already know that. That's the Cowboys happen. are But the they made they the made game. really good moves this offseason thus far. So, them being in the top 10, I give them that cuz the defense yeah. is going to be good. Um, Minnesota, Chargers no, you got to fall out. Chargers, they, we, we know why they're still not. high. We know, we know why it's Justin Herbert. Yeah, and I get him on that. Who has yet but to dog, take that step though? But dog, the Chargers blew a 27-0 lead to, to my Jags. Lines, to your Jags, who just got Calvin really reinstated, and Trayvon, on like Trayvon Walker is going into his second year. Also, along with with the superior Josh Allen, mm-hmm. who got, admittedly has had two down and years Doug in a Peterson's row. going into a second year with Trevor Lawrence. I'm putting the Jags. I'm putting the Jags over the Chargers right now. I understand. Ja- I mm-hmm. understand they're loaded with talent. I completely get that. Not gonna knock that. No. But I'm going based off what I can see for next year. You look at the Chargers in the division. Chargers not winning that division. No, absolutely not. The Jags are going to win theirs. Yeah. Based Hard. off be- because here's the thing: who the Jags who, who the Jags got to worry about a quarterback? Possibly Bryce Young, but maybe. That, but uh, may, maybe even that. But who, who does the Jags got to worry about in their division? It's either Bryce Young or Stroud. But who who what weapons will whatever besides Damian Pierce? What weapons will that Texan starting quarterback have? What weapons will anybody in that division have besides Derrick Henry? Besides the running back, Derrick Henry ain't even there. I'm, I'm talking about uh, Jaguars and stuff like that. I know Derek Henry yeah. in that division no more. Yeah, yes. They trying to trade him. They GMs already come out and said that was all smoke screens. They're not actually trying to trade him. He's staying. Okay, so they the first ones to come up with April Fools. Got it. Exactly. <laughs> Derek Henry, it, the biggest threat. The, honestly, well, the he's always been a threat for y'all. Oh, since I know. Been in the, league. the biggest a the biggest consistency in the AFC South at talent level is the running back. You have Etienne on the Jaguars. You have Derrick Henry on the Titans. You have Damian Pierce with Houston. Look, that is Derrick Henry first. Always acknowledge him I'm, being first. I was. I wasn't. In I any know, particular but order. still get it right. The no particular got, order. That's what you better say that first I, next time. You can tell by who I put at the top. I love Etienne, but Derrick Henry's a monster. We but know. it. So that yeah, it's that, and then um, you've got oh my god, why well, am I trying to blank his name? You okay? Coltrane back, Jonathan Taylor. That's right. I'm like, it's not Jonathan Williams. It's somebody else. Jonathan Taylor. You've got all running backs across the board. But the biggest issue with Houston and why I don't think they're going to be at a good point is because they don't have any receivers. 
John Mitchie, Brent, and John Mitchie, Robert Woods, and Dalton Schultz. Robert Woods is old. Schultz, I have no faith in. And Mitchie's coming out. Uh, Mitchie's recovering from cancer. I think Mitch, he's going to yeah. have an impact. I, look, Mitchie's always been like a, a crucial, a crucial big play, a big play receiver. Well, crucial receiver. Um, he's always been a number two in my opinion. He right. was never a number one, but he's he was always a great number two. Right. Uh, so he's going to be that, especially if the Houston Texans get Bryce Young. Yep. On uh, which I possibly can see, especially with D'Amico. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going back with what we said uh, as far as with the Chargers and the Jags, Trevor Lawrence owns that division as of right now, currently. Yep. yep. Justin Herbert does not own division. Uh, does not own the no. AFC West. That that distinction belongs to Patrick Mahomes. He got to deal with that, and he has not beaten that. No. He's beating them in the game, but he ain't beating them in the, uh, beating them to win that division, and he's not gonna do it. And he hasn't beaten him when it counts. That's the biggest thing. Exactly. You ha- if you're not winning on the biggest stage, uh, shout out. I uh, know Jim and uh, Aaron over at Brutally Honest Sports talked about this. And last season was the first time Herbert made the playoffs. And I said he had pressure because he had to make the playoffs and you was up by 27 and you blew it. Yeah. Trevor absolutely. Lawrence was uh, unbelievable in that second half. Yep. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Jazz are ranking high. Minnesota, they are what we they are who we thought we, yeah. they are who we thought they were. They got yep. a top they got a top three receiver, Mid. and that is it. Mid. The team, cook to like too inconsistent with as far as availability. The team is mid. Justin Jefferson's a baller. Dalvin Cook is inconsistent, but he's a and the great defense, running back. Oh god, no. Defense is inconsistent as all get out. And the, the team's just mid. That's just what it is. They're a very average team with Incredible pieces that drag them to the finish line, yeah. and that's why they're in the power. Which is, will they win a division? Possibly. It's Maybe between, it, it's between them. It's, it's really between them and um and Detroit. Yeah, I, and honestly, I'd take Detroit. So yeah, but anyways, I'll, ta- I'll, I'll take Detroit next year. As well. Let's get into pro days, man, because we we got to power through a couple more of these pro days. Anthony Richardson's pro day. I just want to get on that because I mean, everybody it, again. He's not I, going number one. No, he's not going number one. He's better not go number one. He won't. Here's my thing. I've been saying. No, this. there's gonna be like, bro. There already is. To me, to <laughs> me. I, here's what I think might happen. If we get, if we get any, if we hear anything from Vegas mm-hmm. within less than an hour before the draft, I'm gonna be ticked. Here's my thing. My look, I I love Richardson. I, I want him to succeed. I want him to do well. Here's my thing: we've been saying this for a while. Dude needs to go to a situation where he does not have to be the guy right at the gate. Yeah, he needs to go and be in a Jordan Love type situation when that's the only props I'll ever give Rodgers. Jordan Love, or where he, Rogers, yeah, where he can sit Holmes. back. Yeah, he can sit back and develop, and that's yeah. what he needs. He cannot, and he's. He doesn't have accuracy issues. He has decision-making oh. issues. That's yes. the problem. That and is that's going to come from experience. Exactly. So he will get there. He only had one year as a starter in college. He'll get there. He's an athletic freak. He is this year's yep. DK Metcalf. And I yes. honestly I think he has that ceiling. He has the ceiling to be the best quarterback in the draft. But he's very far away. And don't you dare tell me that Will Levis is there either. Because Will Levis has been getting... Um, Zach Wilson comparisons, and I think it's hilarious. Especially with the new pictures that Will Levis been showing about him looking buck. <laughs> and dog, his thing. You can say what you want about Colin Cap, uh, Colin Coward, um, bro. He pointed out something. Look at some of the great. Uh, look at some of the greatest quarterbacks that ever played the game. They've never been bodybuilders. No, they haven't. And it's like here's Tom Brady, thing. Aaron Rodgers, 
Big Ben, Peyton Manning. Yeah, Levis just doesn't have that it factor for me, and that's what I keep saying. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. Oh, he's got great arm strength. A lot of his questions have been his decision-making as well. Both exactly. of them have had big decision-making issues. But, but the, I, I'm going to say he's a perfect fit for them. He's a perfect fit for Indy. He He's absolutely an Indy quarterback, and that is the most Indianapolis thing to do is to take a quarterback that's still going to be a project at four and then thrust him to the fire and figure it out. I mean, it'll be – I, I hope we play Levis. I, I would, as someone who watched Levis for all of his time in Kentucky, I hope we play him. I'm not saying that Levis won't be a bad quarterback, but it's going to be, he's, he's, I don't know who, I don't know who's less ready if it's Levis or Richardson. The reason why I think it's Richardson has that dog though. That's the thing. Like if you looked at the Utah game, he has it. And he did suffer from a lot of drops in college. He did. But he also threw a couple. A lot of people balls. suffer from a lot um, from a lot a lot of college. Don't forget about that pick six that he threw yeah. against Kentucky. Oh, I know. I was going to get into that, but that's the decision making thing. Is I was at that game when it happened. I'm like, what? What was that? What was that? All right. But Levis wasn't the star in that game let, either. So let me let me give you my two cents, mm-hmm. and then we got to and then we got to keep rolling. But yes, you talk about he's a project. He's this year's DK. Mm-hmm. Seattle's the perfect spot for him, and I've seen yes. this time and time again. I agree. Look at what Seattle and Pete Carroll has done with guys that were projected to have high potential, but they were raw. Yeah, or they I weren't agree. overly developed. Tariq Willen last year was a seventh round pick, and a lot of his scout reports said he had a lot of potential, especially being in a big size. Yep. He was second, he was second in, in the NFL in voting like for defensive rookie of the year. I felt like he should have got it, but we already knew Sauce Garden was that dude. Yeah. Tariq Willen, that's one. Richard Sherman, coming out of college, big body, didn't have really good coverage skills, but he had high intangibles. See, Pete Carroll went and got him. The rest is history after that. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll's an outstanding teacher. He yes. gets guys that has high potential, teaches them the game of football, and then, he, and then him and his staff will develop them, and they will protect him from the media area. Seattle's perfect because it's not a high media area. Right. With Anthony Richardson that comes in, you look at DK. He was a second-round pick. Possibly should, he definitely should have been a first-round pick, but he was a second-round. Big body, strong, extreme athleticism, but raw and questioned his unlike his route running. Right. Yeah, we get him. He learns from Pete Carroll. He learns from Russell Wilson. He get, he continue he continues to develop his talent and work ethic. He learns the system, how to conduct business. Next thing you know, his rookie season. He has the most receiving yards by a rookie in their de- in their playoff debut. In the year, DK continues to get better. Richardson comes to Seattle. He's behind. He's behind Geno Smith. Understand this: you do not when your quarterback is projected to be really good. You do not need to beat and to sit behind a great quarterback to be a great quarterback. You need to sit behind a quarterback that knows what he's doing and learn to game. Right. Patrick Mahomes was behind Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Get Anthony Richardson. He would learn behind Geno. And Geno is a good quarterback, especially now. We signed Geno to three years. You get Richardson, you build for the future. You're already set. And you continue yep. to build around that. Offensive line's gotten better. We'll continue to stack up more weapons and develop the talent that we got at the weaponry. And then like you focus the rest on defense. We got two first round picks. Seattle can risk getting Richardson. If we had one, then I'd be focusing on defense and maybe getting Jalen Carter or if Will Anderson falls to us, we'd get him. But since we got two, and I had to really think about this, 
We get Richardson, we'll build for the future. Absolutely. And we'll be all right. Yeah, your guess will be fine. Seattle I mean, that, would be the perfect place. I agree. Because you look at the teams, you go to Carolina, too many, uh, too much expectations. He has to be right out of the gate. Houston, he go to Houston right to uh, off the gate. Arizona, long shot, but like I think they I may be down the road, they'll be looking to like move off Kyler Murray off the rip. Yep. Indy off the rip. Yep. Richards is not ready to start off the rip just yet. He needs time to develop because he is raw. This is Seattle's the, per- the perfect place. It's the perfect spot too because it's not even Seattle's first pick, or it's not their only pick in the first round. It's they that's the Broncos pick, yep. and the Broncos aren't going to be this bad next year. They're no. as, they're still not winning the division, but they're still not going to be a top five pick or a top ten pick next year either. So this is the time to get your guy without having to trade up or lose other draft capital. I think they go Richardson. I think this is it, and this is the most mock draft crap that we're ever going to do just because it, no at the end of the day nobody knows but look that that's it on pro days i'm going to say the thing i've been saying for months and i've been saying for years and for as long as i've been also you know, i was at alabama's pro day oh yeah no how, how was meeting uh steve smith and all those guys it was great it was great real cool people uh lewis red gave me some advice about a business as well as uh todd mcshay and i know how a lot of people that, like had feelings about todd mcshay um dude's a real cool a real cool down to earth he understands the like the assignment he explained how he judges offensive linemen mm-hmm. as a scout that's never played but he gets the sense of it so you know i i i, I, I like i like it um it, did you plug it was the show huh did you plug the show no didn't have a chance to do that i was only able to get some advice that where i'm he messing with you have man. a real conversation with me no, uh I'm steve you, smith, steve smith dog, you, i love steve Everything that you see on TV, he, he is he is that I love person. Steve Smith. I love he, Steve like, Smith. He's absolutely amazing. And, like, I'm just lucky and grateful to have a chance to meet him. Yeah. My favorite Steve Smith moment is when he got um, kicked out of the game. So he went to the locker room and changed Which one? Went, uh, when he went to the stands and watched the game with his son. No, you said, like, you kicked out of the game. Uh, which one? The, 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 the oh, no, no, I know. I'm talking about the one where he, when he got kicked out, he went to the stands and watched the game with his son. He's like, this is my first time watching a program with my son. Like, I haven't watched a program since I've been in the league with my son, so here we are. I just thought it was funny. I love it. But, look, let's get into, let's get into the one thing everybody's excited about. It's opening day. Opening day, as of recording this, was Thursday. It was March 30th opening day and the Braves were doing Braves things right out the gate. We win. We win and actually lost. not not really because this was actually the first opening day win we had in at least close to five years. Freed is the one thing I'm concerned about though is Freed I, got I'm hurt. Not. But it's he'll be a back. hamstring injury. He'll be back. He'll, he'll be, be back. Fine. We'll be fine. I I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that Aaron Judge went yard on his first at bat. Not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> earning his money right out the gate like he hasn't earned it already. Look, what are your thoughts on opening day? What do you think about the new rules? Like, I, okay, so before we get into it, I saw um, Jim and Aaron have talked about it. A lot of people have talked about it. Personally, as a casual fan, I think that's who some of these rule changes are geared towards. I have no issue with the pitch clock. I think maybe give them an extra five seconds. But, like, the biggest thing for me with the pitch clock is – Scherzer made a point, and the point was – I completely disagree with it. I don't, did you see his comments in the locker room during spring? 
basically nah. talk about how it's like, oh, this this is all I think about. This is every you know, all I think about, all I'm looking at it, looking at every play, I look at it, all this. It's like, you know, he's like, you know, it needs to go away. I don't like it. It's like, dude, adapt or get out of the way. Like every other, like it look, basketball has a shot clock. It's 25 seconds. And admittedly, it is a constantly moving thing. But basketball has a shot clock. NFL has a uh, play clock. College football has a play clock. A lot of major sports have play clocks already just to keep the game moving. I'm not against it. I And this is, you know, the wrinkles have to be ironed out. It's not perfect, but the idea I think is great. And it, it accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. The average runtime for an MLB game for opening day was two hours and 45 minutes. We said this. Um, We said this for a while. Yep, and going into season when the when the rules were coming up. Yep, the game one, the sport of baseball had to get faster, had to get have more action, it had to be more entertaining, but it had to be it had to be sped up. From the first, from the opening day, I call it a success. Games that ended much faster. You saw more action. You mm-hmm. saw more act, like just off the first game alone with uh with my Braves beating the Nationals. A lot of movement, and for some uh, some elite uh, pitchers, it didn't take them out of the game. You look at Garrett Cole; he had like I think he had eleven strikes on against the uh, against the Phillies, I believe. Yeah. Uh, for the New York Yankees, and off the rip, Aaron Judge, I think his first at bat was a homer. It he was him right where he left off. So, like, I call it a success. Um, you get more action, you get more in play. You want you want to be able to see constant action. That's the main focal point of it. You saw more stolen bases. And we predicted that it's going to be an adjustment, but I think because you got the pace of play uh, like added on there with the pitch clock, it, it's going to be a success. Like I can't wait to watch some of the games today. Here's what and I, wanted... I, I and I haven't said that in a long time. And oh, I'm yeah. watching more than just the Braves. Here's what I want to attribute the stolen bases to. It, it's not the fact that the bases are bigger. It's the fact that the game is moving quicker, so the pitchers have more time to think Which and wait. And lo- exactly. So it's. And I, I, Jim made a good point. I'm not against changing up the pitch clock rules a little bit. Um, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he did make a couple good points. Um, I'm not opposed to adding more time to it, but not what's it at now? 20 seconds? Yeah. 30 seconds. It's, uh, okay. It's 15. It's 15 when the bases are empty, 20 seconds when there's a when there's a runner on base. Make it 25 and 30. I mean, that's fine. Add an extra 10 seconds. It's not going to stop. Mm, it. I, I'm fine with what it is right now. It's not I mean, what it, it needs to be. I don't, I don't have any issue adding it like an extra five, 10 seconds, add just a little bit more suspense. But at that point, like it don't take it away. Leave, like leave it in. Cause it's been helping. So I think the idea has been great, but besides that, I'm with you. I think opening day was great. Open day was a success. Baseball's back. I think the next thing you need to do is not make it 164 games, which is like the other reasons why, why it loses viewership. I'm actually kind of glad that some of the old heads, uh, old heads are getting mad about it. That means something's working. <laughs> I love it. I'm actually fine with some of the old heads getting mad about this. That means it is working. And not to mention, national TV is talking about this more. Mm. Not the usual, but more. What is it? Which is good. It's only a matter of time before you start getting the streets talking about this as well. So I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean, it's it, look, baseball doesn't need unwritten. It's one of the only sports with unwritten rules. I think the, we talked about it with Brent and Dave uh, when we were on their show. And I think we talked, or they might have talked about it. I'm not sure which one it was. Unwritten rules are stupid. If look, they're dumb. I don't care. I don't. I'll take all that smoke. I don't care. They're dumb. Unwritten rules are stupid. Oh, well, they're up fifteen, and I had to put my center fielder in. Okay, don't be in that position. Don't suck. <laughs> don't get beat by fourteen. Case in point, 
uh friend of the show is a blue jays fan and i'm aaron i'm with you on this i'm one of the guys who has a two-team loyalty i've always grown up a red sox fan but living in georgia i love my braves so i got the two-team loyalty and the blue jays i don't know if jalen if you remember demolished the red sox last year like 27 to 3 i wouldn't even mad about it like we shouldn't have we shouldn't have lost by 24 points <laughs> should have lost by 24 runs that's on us i'm not mad at the blue jays for putting up 27 i'm mad at us for allowing 27 runs that's our fault so like it, it's dumb unrolls are stupid but let's look let's make it quick so We'll announce this now. Um, we're going to do a collab with uh, the Wrestling World podcast with Austin. Uh, him and I have been talking behind the scenes. We're excited about it. The plan is to do it uh, soon. But because it is wrestling, I'll be the first to admit, I don't know much about it. But Jalen, I know you're a fan. Let's end the show with this. When, what, when are we, we're doing this. So basically, we're going to be doing this after WrestleMania. That's the plan, yes. So let's do this take real quick. What are you most excited about for WrestleMania happening this weekend? Uh, first off, Roman Reigns um, going against Cody Rhodes. I'm really looking forward to Cody Rhodes' entrance in uh, SoFi Stadium uh, and hitting that big whoa part of his uh, theme song. So there's that. Uh, Dominic versus Rey Mysterio. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't believe Rey's still doing it. Charlotte, she, he just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Good. Um, Charlotte Flair going against... Uh, Dang it, man. I can't believe I forgot her name. Uh, Charlotte Flair going against Rhea Ripley um, for that title match. Bia, um, Bianca Blair is going against uh, Naomi, uh, like uh, Asuka, which I'm, I'm like, I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it, but not really, not really heavy on that match. But I, I'm excited about WrestleMania. Just like the potential, there's just the potential of it, especially some of the big matches that are coming up. Oh yeah, uh, Seth Seth Rollins going against Logan Paul. I'm looking forward to that one as well. I hate but, Logan Paul, but really, oh, and also the Usos going against. Uh, I think the Usos are going against uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn the okay. bloodline, in the Bloodline. So I'm really looking forward to all those matches. Yeah, no, you and Austin, when Austin comes on the show, we're going to have to – basically, it's going to be teaching wrestling to a guy who doesn't watch it. So I hope, hope you all are interested in that. Um, I know a little bit about it, but not nearly as much as I probably should. But on that note, man, Jay, you got anything else you want to add? Nah. All right. Well, again, thank you guys for listening. Sorry we took a week off. Oh, week. one more. John Cena going against Austin Theory. Oh, there you go. Uh, this could possibly be John Cena's uh, – this could possibly be his his last and final match. It probably will be. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I mean, so, but yeah, I mean, on that note, man, uh, thank you guys for listening. You know, we appreciate you guys sticking with us um, for taking the week off. Uh, so before we get into that and the thank yous and all the usual stuff at the end of the show, I want to give our shout outs. So once again, I want to give a shout out to the Wrestling World Podcast with Austin, Jim over at Fan of the Van. Looking forward to having you come on, man. Um, Brent and Dave over 1420, uh, the BSN Sports Podcast. Uh Aaron and JD over Pudeliana Sports. They want to hang out with us again at some point. Uh, Nate's Daily Wager. Darian, who's a Chill Takes. Y'all go check him out. Uh, John and Dave over Level the Playing Field. All the boys over We Like Sports. Sorry that you guys were our first uh, lost episode, but we'll have to come back on again. Thank you all for having us on your show, too. It was a lot of fun. Um, sports Winning with Jake and Scott. And then Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris. So uh, go listen to those. If, if you all liked our show, go check those people out. Um, and if you did like the show, know that we can tell us. Rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you listen to. We're on all of them. If for some reason we're not, DM me and we'll figure it out. Um, you can find us on Facebook at 2 Jesus Sports News, or you can find us on Twitter at TDS and Pod. That's the easiest way to get a hold of us and talk to us. 
if you like the show, tell everyone you know, friends, family, you know, distant relatives you haven't spoken to in 30 years, you're crazy, loyal to the foil uncle, uh, all of them. If you didn't like it, it's never happened. Uh, can't give you the hour of your life back, but we appreciate listening. Nor do we want to. No, we won't. But thank you, thank you, thank you as always, and we'll see you next time. Lastly, a hot dog is a sandwich. Peace! Yes, it is. <laughs>